Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi villains and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast on the final whistle, the post-match podcast of Aston Villa 2, Bournemouth 2. Um, frustrating game I think for Aston Villa, a game whereby I think um, some people mentioned to me that, uh, that they felt that the Spurs game I shouldn't, oh and if you can hear that, that is my wonderful co-assistant who's on the floor here. I'm out Dan Ronaldson, sunning Dan Ronaldson uh, at the moment. Um, with my boy here on beside me, but uh, Paddy will be joining us in a moment. But as I was saying, there some people mentioned to me they said they shouldn't really describe the the Spurs win as a smash and grab. Um, I don't know whether I describe this as a smash and grab either. Um, I think that uh, <laughs> somebody's loving it down here beside me. But I think uh, drawing it up and the, at the debt with Bakanoi be described as an absolute brilliant header from Molly Watkins is. Um, is uh, is how I would describe it. Certainly not the performance Aston Villa wanted to put in, or we thought Aston Villa would put in. Um, obviously expect better from a team, albeit away from home, in a place where we have had our bad days before. We were the masters of our, our own downfall, I think, for both goals. Um, the setup didn't help us at all. I think as referenced, I suppose, when you look at the amount of changes and how early that, that Unai Emery made those changes uh, in the second half, I think he wasn't happy with the setup, and I think he will point to that in midweek meetings and probably in the in the, the post-match as well. Some of the big calls he made, Zaniola starting, did not work. Uh, as I mentioned, it was one area that I thought that, you know, I could see why he made the, why he started him, and we don't really like to talk in hindsight here because hindsight is always twenty twenty, and um, you know you can, it's it's a lot easier to prove something after the point, and um, but you could see why he started him, but 
he was very ineffectual today. He chased down some things, but he was extremely ineffectual. Um, I think the Ezri Khan's out right back piece. I'm beginning, I'm becoming less and less a fan of it. Becoming less and less a fan of it, uh, just because I feel he's needed in the center. And I know people have pointed Diego Carlos's uh, the pass out from defense. Um, it's not even because of that. I just think he's a better defender than Diego Carlos. I think he's a better center half than Diego Carlos. And uh, I think we need to have a dedicated right back. Um, uh, I'm I'm becoming less and less sure of that as as being uh, a long, long, long term option. We spoke about it in the pre match once again. Can see why he's doing it one hundred percent. Can see what the, the the so the rationale and the theory behind it is one hundred percent correct uh, for what Una Emery wants to do. It's the application, and I suppose it's where we're losing in other areas. I think is is what we're talking about. And then the last thing, because Paddy's just joined there. Last thing I probably I want I want to talk about in this opening soliloquy before I get Paddy on is I spoke about the midfield. I spoke about surely Aston Villa should be in a position to be able to out muscle, out play, and out work Ryan Christie and Lewis Cook in the middle of midfield. And we absolutely didn't. Um Ryan Christie looked like a seasoned central midfielder today. And uh we never got to the pitch of it in the in the middle of midfield. Um no definition to position within the middle of midfield, I think, today as well. And it was something that we highlighted with regards to Kanza being in there is to see what that would be. And I think that it wasn't um as wasn't as structured in middle of midfield as I would expect it to be. Probably because Zaniolo playing up top didn't didn't get on the ball that much. You know, you have to play. Uh, Bailey doesn't really play within structure, and that's fine. His goal was absolutely excellent. Then John McGinn just became a nothing man out in the out in the other side, so it just didn't work midfield. And I think that was the biggest part of our downfall. But anyway, I'm going to bring in Paddy, and I'm going to talk to Paddy talk talk to Paddy about it because um, there's only so much a seven month old. Baby can tell me here in the background. Um, Paddy got out of jail. Watch, I better watch my language. Oh. <laughs> I better watch my mm-hmm. language if there's young ears listening. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm frustrated. I'm pissed off. I'm angry. I'm, I'm all of those things about a number of things. But like, I, I don't want to keep going on about it. But we can't have Ezri Kanza a right back, and that. As I said before the game, is no slight on Ezri Konza. We saw Ezri Konza make probably the best tackle you will see in the Premier League this weekend. Probably the best tackle you'll see in the Premier League this year. It was incredible. Incredible. Um, like the, even the, the the commentator said it was Paul McGrath-esque. It actually was mm. as close to Paul McGrath tackle as you will see. Um, he's a better player than Konza, or a better player than, than Carlos. Um hundred percent and I would be very surprised if we don't sign an attacking right back in the fourth week of the transfer window. If there's not already something happening, it needs to happen now and I hope he's learned from this lesson because we've left two points behind us against a team that we should be going to beat and I don't care what anyone says if I'm being disrespectful. We should not be going there and coming away with a point and being happy with it. And part of me is kind of happy that we got away with it. I'm happy because a, no, a number of reasons. I'm, I'm absolutely delighted for Ollie Watkins because you can have a quiet, ineffective, ineffective game and still score a goal like that. Brilliant. That's what we want the strikers to do. Get us out of jail, get another point on the board. Um, 
I, I'm annoyed at the referee. That's not going to be a surprise to anybody. I'm absolutely disgusted at his performance. To let the, the, the two players in question that could have got a second yellow, how they come out for the second half. If, if, if one of them got sent off in the second half, I would be eating the head off the manager before I'd eat the head off the player. What a stupid decision to yeah. put them back out there. So I'm also annoyed at... Uh, VAR because that tricky little corner that John McGinn passed the ball across the box. There is Ollie Watkins with a fella holding on to his short. Regardless of whether he gets a fucking shot away or not, that is a penalty. Yeah. But we discovered in the first half that you could pull a short and get away without a yellow card. So they're blatantly obvious that they're fucking inconsistent. They're useless. They're bringing in new referees which aren't any better. It is disgusting. The league is the best league in the world, and we've got the worst officials. And I, and I, 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 yeah, I that 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 one that you brought up actually, I completely forgotten about that. That one with McGinn, and um, even even for the goal, the drawing of the lines from that angle. Come on, are you going to well, tell? That, I've said this again. I, I, I worked in perspective. I worked in perspective as an architect before, as in angular perspective. So I'm talking about. There is no way, no way you can be confident of where you're putting it. Now I'm. I don't even know if Dini's foot was on the ground, you know, and things. Anyway, that doesn't even, that's beside the point. Um, that's, what we, that's what we said at the time. And, and, the, and the problem I have with the offside decision is, for some unexplained reason, the Premier League voted against that automatic offside. That mm. system brought in that they had at the World Cup, which was able to tell us in a matter of seconds. Instead, we have to sit there and watch. I, I'm telling you, I'd love to hear what VAR were saying during that phase of play, because I'm telling you, there was absolute fucking panic in that VAR room. They didn't know what, where to draw the line, where it was going to go, was his foot on the ground. We have to take well, it I, I don't even think it matters if his foot is on the ground or whatever, but you know what, what you can't tell is... Well, like, if his foot's on the ground, look, you can't tell it's ahead of it. No, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so no, no, I agree, I agree from perspective, there's absolutely no way. Also... Look, where they have the camera, and I know it's probably the only place they can have it, but that camera should be like like there's a gantry. there was a gantry. There was a there was a there was a beam to the left. If yeah. look, it's just it's just all smoke and mirrors. And look, it, it may very well have been offside. It, it was inconclusive, but as we say, is there any reason why I should can't award the goal? And they look at it and they go, I can't really prove I, I'm not hundred percent sure if this guy is offside. Whereas when you look at something like that, you're drawing a line and anyway, yeah. look. For, all, all, they, I, all they have done is, is, is made, they've, made, they've made these totally inadequate referees have to draw a line by not bringing in the 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 system. And as a result, we are getting mistakes. I'm not saying today was a mistake. I'm saying it was inconclusive. And how you can draw a line when someone's foot is in the air is absolutely beyond me because it looks a few inches further forward than it actually is. Mm, so, yeah. anyway... I'd like to see all of their AutoCAD skills as well. I'd like to see what, what their city and guilds for AutoCAD is. <laughs> that's what they're drawing. That's, that's what they're drawing. They're using some vector program like AutoCAD. Yeah. They're anyway, look, we and, get on about it. Look, as I say, don't, it's, it, don't. it's a, it's a point and, and, and you know, but we, we were taught, we talk about these talking points. It isn't a bitch no more. Well, it is, but you know, you guys would all talk to, would all say, why haven't you discussed these points if we don't discuss them? And that's why we're discussing them yeah. here as well. And look, there's 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 a pat in the back to Bournemouth as well. They were aggressive today. And, and like they were aggressive from the point of view of um, their forwards were, were getting in tackles high up the field. But I think all over the pitch, they were 
they outworked us in three of the four areas in the field, I would say. And that's that. Look, you could say we're leggy after after uh, after leggy after, uh, but we look leggy in attack and we looked naive in defence. The thing that pisses me off most about this game is not the result. The thing that annoys me most is we concede an early goal in the first half. We concede an early goal in the second half. Stato, if you're in the chat, pull up some numbers because I think we've got a brutal record for that, and something has to change there because that will be one of the reasons why we won't get into the league position that we all feel we should get into this season is conceding and mental lapses early in both halves. That's the mm. thing that annoyed me the most about this game. Obviously, from a Villa point of view, I'm not really annoyed in performances of players. I can perform, people perform poorly, like. I'm not here roaring at anybody or giving out about any, any Villa player. Look, if they perform poorly, they perform poorly. And we can call it out, we can say it. But someone isn't a prick just because they perform poorly. But the, the most disappointing thing is the, is the mental lapses that we, we had early in the game and early in the second half. And as you say, we shot ourselves in the foot for the first goal. We passed it directly to them. And the second goal, we just weren't at the pace of the game. And it was shown when they, when they went to play down that right-hand side, Kanza was... Was it Kanza? I think might have been a small bit far forward. And then Pau Torres got back in the middle. Diego Carlos and Pau Torres, their partnership wasn't, it wasn't quite there uh, coming out in the second half. And that was, look, they, they preyed upon that. The amount of times Slanky just, Slanky just pulled off into the center of the two of them was, uh, was worrying at times. One massive positive, Paddy, Emmy Martinez. Block, like, I know we conceded two. But geez, he blocked some marbles today, didn't he? He was really good, really, really sharp, instinctive saves to get down to a couple of uh, crossbow um, cutbacks. And uh, yeah. I thought he was very, very good today. And we had our chances as well, which we'll speak about in a moment. Yeah, he was excellent. And look, it's it's great to have him there. He, even even the one that was eventually ruled out for off, but eventually the, the, came back for the offside was absolutely brilliant save. He He's worth a point to us today for sure. Absolutely. And look, Paul O'Neill makes a great point. If you'd have said to us last Saturday evening when we were doing our, our uh, preview show, Friday, whatever it was, you could have four points out of these next two games, we'd have been delighted. It was the manner, it was the manner today in, in which we, we started off, in, in how we played, in the fact that they should have been down to 10 men. I have absolutely no doubt about that. All of these things coming into play has me angry and that's 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 just it i am don't get me wrong i got up and went absolutely ballistic when that header went in just as much yeah. as everybody else and look it could turn out to be a vital point as as the season goes on but lessons have to be learned we cannot and hopefully will not play that system at the back again it's either a back three with Conza on on the on the side of the back three or Diego Carlos sits on the bench. I don't care what anyone says. There's, there's just there's just no reasoning for it not to have a natural right back in that position. So for me, Maddie Cash has to step up and be an absolute vital cog over the next eight games till we get into get into the transfer window. And if, if it's not a right back, I'd be asking serious questions why there isn't one there already. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I'd like Yeah, look. Um, I think the right back position is under it's under a microscope for the last two or three games, but and we'll see what what they come up with in January. You know, Paddy, it isn't all doom and gloom. And I think when we look at it, uh, I think a lot of people. Once again, I, when I step back from it here as well, I always say, when you don't beat a team, I and, and I firmly believe this that when sometimes when you don't beat a team, or sometimes when you lose a game, and sometimes when you lose badly, the 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 anger that comes from that performance mostly comes from maybe a sense of 
embarrassment or being embarrassed because we're 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 associated with the, with that team, you know. I don't mm-hmm. think there's anything much to be embarrassed about in this game for sure because I just thought that like no game is given and Bournemouth were very good in this game and they outworked us. They did outwork us. And you may some people may think that's embarrassing, but you know that happens from time to time, specifically when we're a team that isn't fully cooked. But we did make some chances. You know, the goal that Leon Bailey scores is some strike. Like the the technique to be able to keep that low. We've seen players, we've seen that very player kick that over the stand before. Um, what technique to be able to cut in your left hand side and, and just arrow it into the bottom corner. I thought it was a really well worked goal, and I thought he absolutely smashed it. Um, look, he's going to be a player that's going to be in out of the game a small bit. That's fine, but that like specifically away from home, but he's gotten away goal. We always make the joke about him only ever being able to play at home. He's got a very vital goal for us today, and I thought it was a really good goal, Paddy. What was your view of it? <laughs> He's just been a different player this season, and, and you come mm. to expect him to, to come into that. Um, I've, I've lost his name now. The number four for uh, the fellow that plays in midfield, Cook, is it? Yes. <laughs> He is in for one hell of a bollocking tomorrow. If you watch that back, he actually stands off the shot. What the fuck was he doing? Yeah. Like, if if he if he if that had been Bubakar Kamara in that position or one or Tielemans, I would be going absolutely apeshit because it was quite obvious he had the beating of the two guys. He got into the space, and your man backs off him and lets him shoot. Unbelievable. Anyway, he deserves the plot for the goal. Great goal. Absolutely, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and if he can, st- like as I say, we've we've seen him come off the bench and and be fantastic when he's come off the bench. He started today. He had an impact, albeit you know there were times in the game where Villa can't, couldn't get into the game himself, and Watkins were were isolated an awful lot. Um, I don't point the finger at him and say, oh my god, he was poor today or anything like that. For sure, we couldn't feed him the ball because we uh, while we had possession. Bournemouth were very resolute there as well. So very, very good green shoots from him again today. And great to see him get a goal away from home. I'm going to talk about the... the 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 um, Well, we'll, we'll skip past the Diego Gar- Carlos goal because VAR. Uh, we've, we've already discussed that. And um, we'll wait for Ali Watkins. But I'm going to talk about the John Duran chance. That was a brilliantly worked chance. The one where, obviously, it was a massive deflection. Comes back off the yeah. post. And, and, and once again, look, John Duran is showing... Uh, maturity levels need work, I think, uh, specifically for the yellow card he got. Like, it'll impress some people in the field. It, it's for me, it's not. It's a, it's a silly yellow card. Um, but I think when he came yeah, on, he did throw the body around the place. Did he put his head into the into the carcass? Did he? Did he uh, make went, contact? They went head, no, he didn't make contact. No, no, no. Lose. But the the commentator I was listening to, um, they referenced, and I actually went back and I looked at it. Lewis Cook, I think, got sent off last year for something similar. Um, but they, he didn't make contact. But there was obviously if you make contact, it's a red card. They checked the red card, but there was no contact. That's uh, what it, what they said on my stream anyway. Um, but anyway, I just thought it was really strange that they couldn't show a replay of it. But anyway, there you go. The um the what you call it the uh little, what was I gonna say yeah so the way the way that they worked the ball for the deflect the Duran deflected shot I thought was absolutely excellent that was the best passage of play um Douglas Louise was involved in an attacking sense I think in the game um outside of uh maybe one other another passage of play I thought Douglas Louise was ineffectual at times today. Thielmans was was ineffectual, but Watkins lays a lovely ball off to Duran, and Duran takes the shot. 
uh, takes a massive deflection, comes back off the post. That to me kind of summed up our day. You know, we didn't get we didn't get a stroke of luck today, but at the same time, our, the players that we have, you know, we should be we shouldn't be waiting for strokes of luck. But I think in this instance here, you know, that one spins off the post and goes in. We're all blessing ourselves, going, whew, what an absolute gift from that deflection. But a really well worked chance, Paddy. Do you remember it? Yeah, I do remember it absolutely. And and look, he didn't even hit it well. It was just just a deflection. Took took it in in because that's how the keeper was was so wrong footed because he pulled across the ball and hit the defender. But uh, yeah, it's just one, on an, on another day that goes in. Not usually for us, but for another team that would that would just nestle in the bottom corner and it'd be a, a different story. We 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 would have been uh, horsing into it for the, for the last uh, ten minutes to try and get a winner. Um, the, guy, the lads in the comments are saying here that he got the other card for lifting him off all over the what you call it the the stream I was watching. They said that there was almost a clash of heads. That's what it, that's what I heard as well. Um, and I actually thought that's what he was doing, just getting him off the pitch. So what he was doing, maybe he lifts him up and then goes at him. What he was know. doing was the referee's job. <laughs> so the referee yeah. let him, let 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 him walk off all the way up the pitch like that and. John Duran had enough of it and pushed him off the pitch. That's that's yeah. what I thought happened, and I couldn't understand where this leading the head in was was coming from because I certainly didn't see it like that. Yeah, it's uh, um. Well, yeah, as I said, I was only going by the commentary. I think you asked me, did I see it? I meant to say no, I didn't, because obviously they didn't play a replay of it. But that's what the commentary in the, in the stream I was watching yeah. said. And the one hundred percent legal stream that I was watching said, by the way, as well. Just in case anybody's watching, which is, not, um, which is obviously a little bit quicker than than, than my legal illegal stream because because <laughs> you were on here and I was I was going fuck it Neil is on and, and I'm still watching this game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. yeah sometimes some, sometimes you got to get good stuff. Um, the the other one then the final go the the goal uh, the goal which may so I left Leon Bailey on the bench and uh, he didn't come on. Uh, from my fantasy football team, um, and was I the delighted boy to see the Abbey cross one in for Watkins when I had both of us <laughs> on the field of play? So, uh, we, I, I, that header, and I think we'll finish up on this because we could stay here talking for for the next half hour about this game and different idiosyncrasies of it. But like, Ali Watkins, much maligned, much maligned, but like he had he had what I would term almost like a Kane esque performance today. There's been times, and, and Kane's goal-scoring record masked this. There's been times whereby he's led the line up top, nothing has really gone his way, and then all of a sudden he, bang, comes up with a goal, whereby you look at him and you go, how did he finish that goal? Um, that header today, he you you give him that another 500 chances, you give him 500 chances to replicate that, he can't do it. But he did it and when it mattered, and it's and it, uh, it ends up in the back of the net. No, I what think, a I header. Think... I think he can do it. I, I think that's how much he's changed his game. I think I, I think every way he ang angled his body to get on that ball is exactly how hard he's working to be in the position he is. And you know I wasn't his biggest fan, and I am quite happy to have him firing on all cylinders. Even though, as as you rightly say, it was one it was one of those games where you forget he's on the pitch, and then bang, he's there and puts the ball in the back. Ollie Watkins, uh, and in fairness to him, Ollie Watkins' uh, interviews are, are are usually to the point. They're they can be critical when he wants to, when, when he needs to. And he said today, 
Uh, talking about the header, he goes, it was a good header, one of the best I've scored. We've had a lot of chances and we could have killed it off. Uh, I'm very happy with my form, but I'm harshing myself and I want to push on and become a better striker. Um, you know, it shows our resilience to come back. It says here, but we're not starting games away, uh, well, away from home. If we can iron that out, it will help us. But every game we want to win and we are in good form. So, like, the fact that he's, you know, I, I, I think it would be, Ne almost negligent if anybody asked about uh you know starting games away from home uh he's called it out there he said look we're not starting games away uh, well away from home and, mm. and fair play to him and i think you know that's not a narrative the team should shy away from like strong teams don't shy away from the negative from an from a negative um something that's as glaringly negative as that i suppose really but also from the negative part of of, of uh, our trends just within their team you don't shy away from it you talk about it you talk about it because if you don't talk about it it gets in the back of your brain and if it gets in the back of your brain, well, then, you know, best to look to you after that. But, um, yeah, fair play to Ollie Watkins. What a brilliant goal. What a brilliant header. And, uh, you know, uh, long may I continue. 13th goal this season. Um, you know, we're only at the turn of the year. So, yeah. well done, Mr. Well, Watkins. Um, we said he'd get 20, but ho hopefully a lot more in the Premier League than, than, yeah. than anywhere else. Uh, quick mention to the the, the shithousery that went on with with, uh, with Bournemouth. The rolling around and trying to get fellas booked was absolutely embarrassing. Uh, you're you're in a stadium, Let, uh, and I, I'm sure I'm not the only person that heard this. I'm sure I'm not the only person that heard this. And and bear in mind that the referee was caught like a rabbit in the headlights, totally intimidated. I could hear a fella counting how many seconds Emmy Martinez had the ball in his hands at one stage. Did you notice that? No. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Paddy. I didn't really feel like Bournemouth were, uh, were milking the rolling around or anything like that. No, it's like basically, I wouldn't have brought it up, but if you brought it up, I, I, I was a maybe I just didn't notice it. I don't know. Maybe the tackle was a Douglas Louise when Solanke came in, he went down holding his face, then his balls, then his hip. Which is it? Like, which is it? The, I didn't, I didn't notice it. I just, I just don't get it. But look, it, what, what the point I'm making is the referee, the referee got intimidated by the players, not by the fans. I, I could hear Unai Emery get backing out instructions at one stage. The commentator even commented yeah. on it, that we could hear Unai Emery yeah. over that pathetic <laughs> torn out from the fans. All those empty seats was absolutely pathetic for for such a small Mm. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll tell us it was sold out, but there was empty seats everywhere. Absolutely unbelievable. When when they only give you a certain amount in, into the away end, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and just, we, we got we, we look. We you're right to draw a line under it. So we have to get to it. But we got out of jail today with a point. I think. I think that's the only way to look at it. Um, hmm. We we we. It could have been better. It could have been better if the referee was strong enough to send off the player in the, in the first half. I I think we'd have gone on and won the game handy. He bottled it. He shit himself, and as a result, we're we're here in this situation. But we we are going to have to be better. We're going to have to be more um, fruitful with our chances, or taking our chances, yeah. because we we need to be in a position where we're not relying on a referee sending a player off. We need to be going at oh one hundred percent, especially teams like Bournemouth from the start, yeah. getting in their face, drawing them into challenges like we did. But the referees need to be stronger. The referees are letting us down left, right, and centre. Not us. Not us. The general football fan is being let down by referees. Not just Aston Villa. Mm -hmm. Everywhere across the board, the referees are letting everybody down. Now, I haven't seen anything today. I just saw in, in the comments there that Liverpool won. I don't care about anyone else, really. But when I look back at matches of the day and I see some of the stuff that's going on, I'm sorry. This is the, this is the best league in the world. And unless that's they bring the referees, referees 
up to that up to that up to that level. It's it's going. They're going to start losing viewers. There's going to there's going to be people cancelling subscriptions to their to their TV because it, we can't be coming on here week in week out talking about referees. We just can't. Yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, this season they haven't cost us as much as 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 they could have done. To be fair, but we can't have days like today either. It's just it needs to be consistent, and the only yeah. consistent yeah. consistency is that they're bad. Is inconsistency. Look, we'll finish it off with this. Michael Huggins has written a school report, and I can't disagree with it. And I think it really sums it up. A good point and could do better. And uh, also for Chad for the Villa Forever podcast, Chad says. Bring it on, Man City and Arsenal. Let's embrace those two games once again. As I say, shouldn't shy back. shouldn't Shouldn't be shy of anything here. This is a This is a league whereby we should be able to make things happen. Let's see if we can against those two teams as well. Absolutely, those yeah. those two uh, th- those two two games. Uh, and agent thing says the, the Diego Carlos mistake leading to the goal was crucial. We can't keep giving up soft goals. That's two games in a row. We saw Bubu Kamara do it on yep. on on Correct. Thursday. Um. So it, it, these things have to be eradicated from the game. We, you know, we, we spoke before about Kamara having that rick in him. Uh, Ming's managed to get it out of his game. It's time for him to get it out of his game, and Carlos can't have it either. And I do believe that if if we'd have gone with Konza at right back or, or Konza at the right centre back and Cash, we wouldn't even, we wouldn't even be having this conversation now. But what yeah. do we know? Cash is probably in there in need of a rest. That's probably why he didn't start today. Exactly. We've, exactly. We've, just got, we've, we've just got to take it that that's the case. Eddie, before we go anywhere, I feel I feel like we're we're ending the podcast on a negative, but let's just end this podcast on a on a positive because we should be very very damn happy about where we are in this table. Look where we are. Regardless of what happens today, we're going to still be in four position tomorrow. We're going to still be in four position tomorrow, regardless of what happens. And if Spurs go and beat, well, unless Spurs beat Man City five nil, um, then we're goosed. But uh, if Spurs do beat Man City 5-0, oh no, we'll still be behind Man City. Um, I was thinking they're called difference. But if Spurs <laughs> beat Man City 7-8-0, then we will uh, we will leapfrog Man City and still be in fourth position if Spurs then jump over us again. Um, but yeah, look, we're three points. We're in fourth position. Uh, it is beginning to concertina behind us. I have pointed that out before. But yep. look, let's embrace the challenge that is coming with December. And after December, we will be... Like, like that is what's the you know this is the real acid test for us as a, a, a as as a team. Uh, you know, under Dean Smith, we were riding high as well uh, in the COVID year, um, and we began to fall off after December January. We need to keep that up, and under Unai Emery, I absolutely think we can. So, lots of positive, lots of things to be positive. Look forward to Wednesday, and then look forward to the following uh, to the game at the weekend as well against Arsenal. And uh, uh, in a way, uh, the two games coming thick and fast could be could be the best thing for Villa. Um, and the fact that every team is playing midweek as well um, could be great for Villa as well. Uh, could be great for everyone. You know, it depends on depends on who copes with that better. Yeah. Rightio, we're going to leave it at that. I am uh, so thankful for everybody that's been watching here today. We had over 400 people here. Please give it a thumbs up on your way out. Please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already subscribed. And if you li- like listening to audio as opposed to YouTube, we do fire this out on the audio podcast. So in case you feel like, oh, missed it on YouTube and maybe you want to listen to it in the car, you want to listen to it in the tube or you want to listen to it in the train on the way to work we do have an audio podcast as well uh, that you can listen to it on there and I'd be very grateful if you could go and subscribe to that costs you nothing, just helps us in the algorithmic equations uh, of which life is run at this moment in time 
Um, all right, going to leave it at that. A point earned away from home, uh, albeit earned in the very last minute. Um, onwards to to towards two games against two massive teams um, at home during the week, and uh, we will will be back with um, with podcasts for during and after those uh, this week as well. So in the meantime, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and all this stuff to say is up the villa, up the villa. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.